WNYC would like to issue the following disclaimer. Duplicast is not an Orphan Black recap podcast. It is an Orphan Black podcast, and it does contain recaps, but also very silly things. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy. Hey, Hannah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've, I've been wondering... Uh, a few weeks ago, you went missing, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to know, you know, what happened, and are you okay? Is everything oh, yeah, right? I'm fine. No, 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 yeah. Uh, how's the hot dog business? Oh, it's it's fine. It's, it, you know, Central Park is a pretty good location for a hot dog oh, stand, yeah. and, uh, you know. Park. But, I mean, that's not as important as you were being kidnapped? Were you kidnapped? Or did you just well, go I on mean, a trip? Well, I mean, you know, or? I mean, kidnapped is a strong word, isn't it? I was just taken, you know, like, it wasn't completely, like, I, it, I didn't have, a, like, a lot of choice with it. But, like, I just went and, and hung out in an underground bunker slash lab in, in Arizona for, for who, a Who took you? Who was it? Was it Janet? Oh, was it... I don't need to have to worry about it. I mean, honestly, I, I needed the rest, you know. It was quite nice. Hannah... I just, I, I feel like you're suppressing some bad memories. I want to know about your kidnapping. No, 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 no. It's not that interesting. You know, I mean, I just like uh, woke up in the middle of the night with like, a, I thought I heard a sound. Yeah, and yeah. There wasn't a sound. Tell and me. Just, okay. like a bunch of people rushed in. To what, what did they look June. like? Were they well, wearing I'm any not really sort of sure, uniform? To be honest. Yeah, no, they were wearing some kind of like just dark. They just look very dark. Uh, so they just. Uh, um, sedated me, and then uh, I woke up uh, a certain amount of time later. I'm not entirely sure, and we did some tests. I got to catch up on Orange is the New Black, which is a very good show. No, 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 no. And I, I don't want to hear about Orange is the New Black. What did they want from you? Did they, you know, were they running experiments? Oh. Did, they, did they take your blood? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did they mention anything about our real parentage? Oh, no, no, no. They didn't really talk in front of me, to be honest, which... I have to say I liked because, you know, honestly, I, I I just need a rest sometimes. You know, it was like, like I said, it was like a nice vacation. <clears throat> so the hot dogs. I don't want to talk about the hot dogs. All right. See yourself. <laughs> And welcome to Duplicast, the only Orphan Black fan show about clones, by clones, for clones, and other people, or, you know, humans or whatever. I'm Hannah Bingham. And I'm Emma Drexler. Today we're going to discuss Season 3, Episode 10 of Orphan Black. The season finale! Woo! Mark gets a beating for a good cause, Helena almost has sex, and Crystal learns she's been kidnapped again. I feel so sad for all three of them. Nothing is turning out right. Mm-mm. And we're going to talk to Dr. Brian Chair again. If you remember, we talked to him in the first episode. He is the father of modern cloning. Wow, what an honor that we get to talk to him twice. Yeah, after that whole dogman thing, um, I thought he might be mad at us. Um, but yeah. thankfully, uh, he forgave us. And oh, what a good man. He's such, he's such a great man. Dr. Cody and Scarface clone can't find Sarah, her crew, or the original, a.k.a. Kendall. They still know that Allison is out there. Of course she is. Yeah, she's campaigning. But in the meantime, Donnie has a surprise for Helena. It's Jesse, her boyfriend from before. Remember him? 
Jesse, her boyfriend. So right. Hel- yeah, Helena tells Jesse some boring stuff about her life. They kiss. Um, I don't. I wouldn't want to be in that car. Seems like it would smell. Tow truck's probably pretty sinky, is what I thought. Yeah. But they have to hold off on the imminently weird sex because Helena mm-hmm. gets called away, perhaps to murder something. So uh, Allison lures Rudy into the house, and he sneaks into the garage to only find uh, Helena taping weapons to her hands. Uh huh. Prison rules. Like some kind of demented cyborg. Uh, of course, she kills him, and as Rudy mm-hmm. gently slips off of this mortal plane, there's a pretty touching moment between him and Helena. Do you remember your childhood? Every minute. I remember sleeping. My brothers breathing in unison. We'd sleepwalk out of bed and all pile in the corner. My puppies. When I was nine, I was meant to shoot puppy. Uh, so Art is back. God bless him. He's so helpful, isn't he? What a nice, helpful boy. Yeah, uh, he sets them up with uh, a place to hold Kendall captive, and then he leaves and does pretty much nothing for the rest of the episode. Uh, Scott has a little fun nerd moment where he explains to us why Kendall doesn't look like Sarah, hashtag Chimera. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's two different cell lines. Delphine meets with Ferdinand, who openly discusses his sexual propensities. Delphine, there is nowhere I like to be more than under the heel of a woman that sometimes... Sarah shows up and it shows that Sarah and Delphine have been working together the whole time and they bargain with Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. She says, kill off Castor or Kendall and all her lovely DNA gets incinerated. Yeah, so they now have to work together uh, or Kendall gets incinerated and maybe she should be because I, I, right. she's like a viper she's... with a porcupine's body. She's a prickly yeah. little old lady and I don't like her. John Sadler started that fight. I just finished it. He got what he deserved. But I loved him. I loved him. And you took him away. He took you away from me. Um, So, yeah, they decide that Ferdinand is the lesser of two evils between him and Dr. Cody. Delphine accidentally discovers that the clone she thinks is Rachel is actually Crystal, the ditzy nail technician. God, poor Crystal. She just gets kidnapped all the time and she has no idea what's going on i feel worse for like yeah i feel worse for the the nurse who forgot to you know give her extra coma drugs that day oopsies um so delphine now knows that the creepy farmer looking doctor he's smuggled rachel out but she does not know to where so she starts interrogating him she doesn't threaten to open his veins like she did with shay then he turns out to be dum 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 a neolutionist Remember them? No, I don't. I I honestly don't. (laughs) I guess they were the body modifier people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Dr. Leakey was one too, right? Right. He definitely was. So Delphine goes to Shay, apologizes, gives Shay her Mm. blessing and some secret code written on a card. Yeah, which is very nice, you know, like just on a human level. But then she goes and speaks to Cosima. Why doesn't she just give Cosima the code? I don't know. Maybe it's a misdirect. Maybe she still doesn't oh. trust Shay. Yeah, or maybe maybe Shay is one of these neolutionists. I she's got to be right. I still don't she's like gotta her. She's got to be. 
Yeah, I think that there's something up about her. What is this, you know, I feel like we've not had a proper answer about this army thing. No, or anything else. Then Cosima and Delphine do share a kiss, a final kiss, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for Delphine because she gets gunned down. We assume it's the Neolutionist. We don't actually see who right. shoots we her. We also assume that she's dead because we see her spluttering on the ground, but we don't see her actually die. Yeah. So let's assume that she's dead, but... If she came back, I wouldn't be that surprised. Let's, uh, yeah, I, I heard that a theory of how she comes back is she wargs into a clone, into a wolf clone. Oh, yes, she just becomes a wolf. So everything's wrapped up in a nice little bow. As a final lovely moment at the end, Alison hosts a clones giving. So they're eating dinner in the middle of a very stinky soap shop, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. definitely where I want to be eating roast dinner. Yeah, they're anticipating the results by... of the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helena sprinkles sugar on her roast. How Helena? Oh, God bless her. The nerds have a, dis- like a debate about epigenetics. Felix is mm-hmm. all sassy. But who the fuck cares? It's just a nice little moment at the end of the show where everybody's in the same place. Everybody's wearing a Canada Goose jacket. Those are expensive. They are expensive. They're like seven hundred dollars. Wow! So that's the end of the season. Oh, I'm what so an exciting time. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm gonna miss them. Join us after the break. We're gonna have Dr. Brian Chair back with us. He's waiting in the green room, sipping a chamomile tea. You know, I can't not love him. Even his tea choices are cozy and sweet and comfy. Dr. Brian Chair. Brian, it's so, so exciting to see you again. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to see both of you once again. Uh, how, how has the show been going? I, I've, I've heard only wonderful things. The show's been going oh. really well. Um, I just wanted to apologize about the Dogman thing last time you were yeah. here. We didn't mean to provoke you. Um, yeah. The Dogmen were really nice. Uh, really it was, kind. It was, a really, it was really an honor to meet them. You were right. They're just... You know, they're sweethearts, and we... Absolutely. I mean, most of them are actually bred from Cocker Spaniels and other sort of, you know, companion dogs. So uh, you seem to have a new body since the last time we saw you. You, you... Absolutely, yes. I have a young, virile new body. I have performed uh, once again in uh, auto-lobotomic brain transplant. So I've uh, transferred my brain into a newer version of myself and killed my old self. And I must say I'm feeling fit as a fiddle. feels wonderful. May I ask why you felt the need to um, have a new virile body? Well, there were several things. The last time you uh, we interacted, I was sort of feeling older, a little more frail, and you know, it, it affects my work. It's nice to... I think people often neglect their physical well-being. We tend to think of ourselves as just these brains that are piloting these bodies around. But really, your mental health is directly connected to your physical health. Also, this body can turn into a velociraptor. Ooh, that sounds... It's topical. Yes, yes. Have you seen Jurassic World? No. Oh, it's very bad. I haven't seen it. Yes, it's not enjoyable at all. But 
dinosaurs are great. So uh, what I did was I managed to find some of that dino DNA. We scooped some amber up, and now I can change into a velociraptor one time, and uh, it's an exciting prospect. Should you know, push come to shove, I have that ace in the hole. Now, I don't want to be rude, Dr. Chair, and you do look very... I mean, I might even say handsome. You look very handsome in your new body. <laughs> Anna? But No, I'm just saying. But I, do you not think that maybe having the potential to turn into a velociraptor is maybe... Oh, I'm so sorry, but is maybe a little bit irresponsible. Hmm. I mean, what if you're having a bad dream and suddenly your just body just spontaneously turns into a velociraptor because you're scared in your dream? Well... My first response would be that there are, of course, certain fail-safes, right? There are certain processes we've put in place. So it does take an application Mm -hmm. of not only a physical manifestation of the body, but also a conscious application of willpower. And Mm -hmm. in a uh, deep REM state, that application of willpower would be impossible to produce. Uh, Secondly, I would argue that the world itself is a form of bad dream. You think the world is a nightmare? I think it's demonstrable that the world is a nightmare, Emma. Well, that's, that's that's ominous. So sad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hardly ominous, you know. Uh, it's just that things are coming to sort of climax, you know. Uh, you're familiar with Amdis, the uh, corporation. Yes, yes. We had mm-hmm. Carmen Blade on uh, our show last week. Ah, yes. Well, uh, Carmen, she has taken matters into her own hands to a certain degree, and um, it seems that my plans are going to have to come to fruition a little bit sooner than I had anticipated. Plans. It's, uh, yes, plans is the word I used. Uh, plans, uh, listen, um, I actually have brought some vanilla and chocolate ice cream for both of you. I know you each have your own. Oh, your favorites. Your favorites. Yes, respectively. Uh, precisely. Uh, why don't you each help yourself while I break a little bit of bad news? Mm. Okay. Mm, very good. Mm. You enjoying yourself? Yes, very mm. nummy. <laughs> I do like to see my girls happy. I'm going to eradicate the human genome. Hmm? What I have done is I have bred an army of dogmen on a private (laughs) island, and I'm going to turn into a dinosaur and lead them into glorious battle against human beings. Uh, What was in this ice cream? Hmm? What was in the ice cream? Uh, The ice cream contains a genetic complement particularly suited to each one of your genetic structures. So... Basically, what's going to happen is over the next 10 to 15 minutes, you will uh, turn into, I, I believe, what's it, Ankylosaurus? No. Which is the large one? The, uh, not a, Brontosaurus is the fake one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes? Brontosaurus oh, they re- brought Brontosauruses back. They, they exist did? again. Oh, that's very exciting. Happy to hear it. Um, in any case, you will both get the same genetic ability that I have to change into dinosaurs, should you so choose. Anyone with a pure human genome would, of course, be eliminated in the upcoming global war. Thank you. You're very oh, welcome. This, this hurts a lot, but I, I, yes, thank you. I feel like, Dr. Chair, the whole of the human race, they, that can't be right. We can't destroy all of them just because I you don't like them. I am larger than right and wrong, Hannah. It's me. Blake pastry dough. Oh, what? Huh? You can't see me behind the smoke. God, how are the smoke in it? <coughs> oh, our other clone, Blake pastry dough, oh. was a really good escape artist. Blake, have you come here to save us? I have. <coughs> Just, uh, one. <coughs> Someone pull the fire alarm. <coughs> ah, there we go, here we go. Okay, yes. 
I'm here to save you. Ah, very well. Rover, Rover, this is Dr. Brian Chair. Please assemble Brigade C and get into the dog copters as fast as you please. Oh, oh. Is this the walkie-talkie you're talking to? Because I killed your man and swallowed it. Like, just threw up a walkie-talkie. I'm confused as to why you felt the need to take it and swallow it. You could have carried it in a bag. I swallow everything. Keys, wallets. Gross. I don't like purses. Blake, do you have a knife? (laughs) Oh, God. Just put it on your belt. I don't, I just don't like carrying things. It's summer, it's warm. Actually, I I realize a knife isn't very useful right now. Do you have a dog, like a, like a dog gun? That's just a regular gun, Emma. Regular gun. There's no specific gun that hurts only dogs. Any gun will do. I really hate to say this, but Dr. Chair is correct. But I do I do have a gun. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Dr. Chair, I, I think we're going to have to take you into protective custody. Oh, you want to take me into protective custody? I'm so sorry, but I don't think we can let you destroy the human race this time. Oh, you can't let me destroy the human race. Oh, well, I don't think so. First of all... You can't stop me from doing anything because, once again, I am a god. And more than being a god, I am a velociraptor. (gasps) Oh, no! Oh, God! The studio is not big enough. Okay, well, uh, we're going to run now, listeners. But if you could just wait for us for next season. (gasps) On the plus side, he just broke open the studio and there's plenty of places for us to just walk out. Goodbye, everybody. This episode of Duplicast was written and performed by Anna Rubinova and Siobhan Thompson, with special guests Shirako Dunlap and Brennan Lee Mulligan. It was produced by Jen Poyant, Caitlin Thompson, and Paula Schumann, with production help from Ethan Scheel. Our musical theme was composed by Jay Cowett. And it was a great theme, and we're really grateful for it. Thanks, Jay. 